Good evening, my friends, and welcome to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens, that's me, where I will be your host for a creepy double feature every night throughout the month of October. Come join me, won't you? My friends, tonight is October 12th, and I've decided that tonight is going to be Comedians Get Creepy Night. Our first feature of the night is The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, released in 1966 and starring Don Knotts. And our second feature of the evening will be Ernest Scared Stupid, released in 1991, starring Jim Varney. The Ghost in Mr. Chicken is one of those movies that I have loved dearly since childhood. Uh, First saw it on TV when I was a kid, and it immediately captivated my imagination. Um... One of the great things about this movie is its score, which is written by Vic Mizzy, who is most famous for creating, writing, performing the opening theme to The Addams Family. You know, they're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. Uh, and that organ sound, that is, and the finger snapping, that is Vic Mizzy. He created that. And he also wrote the wonderfully spooky music for The Ghost and Mr. Chicken in 1966, um, including a really wonderful haunted organ piece that you will hear several times throughout this film. Uh, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, the title is most likely a takeoff from the 1947 movie The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Fun fact, one of the supporting actors in this movie, who I'll be talking about more later, Rita Shaw as Mrs. Halsey and Maxwell, actually went on to play the maid in the 1960s television series version of The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. One of those weird coincidences that happen. So, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken was the first of a five-picture deal that Don Knotts had with Universal Studios. Don Knotts, of course, a legendary, brilliant comedic actor. Uh, most well-known at the time of this movie, and probably still today, for playing Barney Fife in the, or on the Andy Griffith Show. And, um... Don Knotts won five Emmy Awards for his work as Barney Fife on The Andy Griffith Show. Uh, And he eventually left because he got this five-picture deal from Universal, basically making him uh, one of the biggest movie stars of the day, especially one to come from television. And in The Andy Griffith Show, they had done an episode in the fourth season called The Haunted House. And... 
Andy Griffith actually suggested to Don Knotts that that basic idea of, you know, people in a small town exploring the local haunted house, expanding that into a movie. And that is how the ghost and Mr. Chicken evolved. Um, A lot of the folks who worked on the Andy Griffith show also worked on the ghost and Mr. Chicken. And Don Knotts, of course is just so brilliant to watch. Uh, In this movie, he plays Luther, who is a lowly uh, copy editor at the local newspaper who really wants to be a writer. Uh, And he happens to stumble upon the local haunted mansion uh, of which there was a murder-suicide many years ago and the anniversary is coming up. And that leads to various fun and spooky intrigue throughout this film. Don Knotts does a a great job, as he always does. I mean, I really can't say enough about how brilliant he is. And I'm glad he got the chance to be a movie star because he deserved it. And the other movies he made in the 1960s uh, are all really terrific. So if you're a fan of Don Knotts look them up because they really, truly are wonderful. So one of the things that makes The Ghost and Mr. Chicken a really enjoyable watch for Halloween is like several of the films we've talked about before, it's a vivid portrait of a small town. Uh, And in this small town, which is Rachel City, Kansas, uh, there are all these colorful and eccentric town members. This movie has just a delicious supporting cast of character actors uh, who had been in films for years and all people that you probably would not know their names, but they are wonderful in this movie, every single one of them. And, uh, Along with Don Knotts, the other lead in this movie is Joan Staley, who plays Alma Parker, who's the woman that uh, Don Knotts as Luther is absolutely, totally in love with and is desperate that she'll notice him because she has, you know, the hot, hotshot lawyer boyfriend or newspaper man boyfriend and Don Knotts is this nerdy, lowly copy editor writing filler. Uh, Joan Staley actually had a really wonderful career in both films and TV, and she was also Miss November 1958 in Playboy magazine. Good for her. I love that about her. Um, Her Wikipedia page is worth looking at. She's fun. Uh, But the small town that the ghost and Mr. Chicken takes place in, Rachel City, Kansas, of course has a haunted mansion, a murder house, the Simmons Mansion, and it has a sinister history. And you might notice when you first see the Simmons Mansion in the opening credits, which are wonderfully designed, by the way, uh, and scored, Uh, that it looks very much like the Munster's house at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. It is actually not the Munster house, but it is uh, in the same complex at Universal Studios, and 
uh, the Simmons Mansion and the Munster House are actually right next to each other currently on the tour. The house uh, that is the Simmons Mansion, very, very, very spooky in The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, was also um, used in the film... Uh, no, the TV series Desperate Housewives, believe it or not. Uh, they did a lot of redecorating to the exterior set, but the Simmons Mansion, Creepy Haunted House, and the Ghost and Mr. Chicken becomes the luxurious home of Gabrielle Solis with a lot of renovation in Desperate Housewives. And I think that's just a delightful tidbit. There you go. Uh, so like all great haunted house movies, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken reveals the backstory behind the haunting early. And here it is, delivered um, by the person who plays the gardener, Kelsey, Liam Redmond, who's delightfully spooky. But don't take my word for it. Listen to him tell the tale. You know, Luther... I was working out there at the time of the murder. Oh, really? Yeah. I was the gardener. Is that right? Young Mrs. Simmons was a beautiful, beautiful woman. Sparkling black eyes and skin like alabaster. The old man was crazy jealous. You know, Luther, it was just 20 years ago this week. They were both found dead. This week? They say what happened was this. The two of them was in the master bedroom arguing. He was in a jealous rage. Suddenly he became violent, stabbed her right in the throat. They never did find out what with. Then he went completely loco. He ran up into the tower, blood dripping from his hands, and played that pipe organ of his. It was midnight Luther, and he sat there playing and laughing and screaming to beat the band. When the music reached its peak, he suddenly jumped up and threw himself out the window. They say the ghost of old man Simmons still climbs the tower and plays the organ at midnight. So Luther, of course, gets assigned to write a story about the haunted Simmons mansion. And he's assigned to stay in the mansion alone on the the 20th anniversary night of the murder-suicide. And uh, Don Knotts, as Luther, goes to the house, and the interior of the house is just the perfect inside of a haunted house that you'd ever want. It's Victorian, long-abandoned, dusty furniture, cobwebs everywhere. Seriously, tremendously great use of cobwebs in The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. There are secret passages, uh, and there's the attic room where the organ, again, shrouded in cobwebs, and on the keys you see all these bloodstains. So it confirms that at least some, of, at least part of the story is true and is a really unsettling image. And then you see those blood-stained organ keys begin to play. And 
Lots of other things happen to Don Knotts in the Simmons Mansion that night before he passes out and is found the next morning. Um, an article comes out about his night in the haunted house, and it becomes a local sensation, uh, particularly by the banker's wife, Mrs. Halcyon Maxwell, played by Rita Shaw, who I already mentioned, who had a long and really incredible career, and just brilliant character actress playing this woman who is a spiritualist and so into the occult and so excited that there's a haunting in their little small town in Kansas. So she insists that um, she visit the Simmons mansion with um, all her followers. Uh, The movie plays them as like, just like uh, an occult society in my head. Canon Mrs. Maxwell and all her female followers of various ages, they're a coven, they're witches. Um, I, I, that's just what I think. Watch and see for yourself. Uh, but Mrs. Halsey and Maxwell, played by Rita Shaw, is very into the cosmic vibrations of the Simmons mansion. And, uh, there's, a really incredible line that happens after that when her husband, uh, Milo Maxwell, played by Jim's Milholland, uh, who is like in charge of the bank, but his wife owns 51% of the stock, so she has the final say. Um, very Joan Crawford, mommy dearest, before it's time. Um, but, you know, Mrs. Maxwell goes to the house and is very excited, and her husband, the banker, Milo Maxwell, is having a meeting about it afterward, about what his wife did, and he utters the immortal line, she came home and vibrated for an hour. And I love that they just got that past the censors of the time. Um, yeah, it's... Great. Uh, It's really on the first 40 minutes of The Ghost and Mr. Chicken where its reputation rests. Uh, If you have seen this movie, especially if, like me, you watched The Ghost and Mr. Chicken for the first time when you were young, the first 40 minutes is what sticks with you. Uh, What follows that, it becomes... uh, uh, a bit boring for a while, just be honest. Uh, Luther becomes a hero, but then there's a, it becomes a courtroom drama for a little while because there are people who don't want his version of events to be true. I won't say which, because uh, I don't want to do spoilers. Um, so for about 20 minutes after that initial great 40, this movie does become a bit of a slog. But stay with it, because it has a wonderful final act uh, that brings you back to that delightful spookiness that you saw before. So, I highly recommend The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. It is a really fun movie, genuinely funny, and also, at the same time, genuinely creepy, with an incredible cast of character actors led by the genius Don Knotts. 
The Ghost and Mr. Chicken is free to stream on Peacock TV. So go and watch it, pause this, and we'll come back for our second feature of the night. And this is the opening credits, the great opening credits, by the way, of our second feature of the night, Ernest Scared Stupid, released in 1991. This very creepy music is has Jim Varney as Ernest doing his Ernest thing, but there's also a montage of clips from classic uh, horror and science fiction films from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, including Nosferatu, White Zombie, uh, The Brain from Planet Eros, The Screaming Skull, uh, The Hideous Sun Demon, The Giant Gila Monster, uh, Battle Beyond the Sun, and Little Shop of Horrors, too, actually, um, among many more. And it really sets the tone because you know you're going to experience something that is very spooky, but also very fun. Uh, and I think if you were a child like me who grew up of an age in the early 90s when you were allowed to watch scary things made for children... Uh, you're either an earnest, scared, stupid person, or you're a hocus-pocus person. And I have always been an earnest, scared, stupid person. I love hocus-pocus. I uh, was obsessed with it as a child, and still am now. Uh, and we'll be talking about it later on this month, don't you worry. Um... But there's something about Ernest Scared Stupid that has always delighted me. And I think a lot of it has to do with Jim Varney. And I don't think that Jim Varney really gets the credit that he deserves for his talent. He was just as an extraordinary comedic actor as Don Knotts was. Um, and I think it's because of Ernest that he kind of gets overshadowed because the Ernest character he created was so um, ubiquitous for such a long time. But Jim Varney was really, like, on the level of Robin Williams at creating different characters. Uh, on YouTube, I'm going to cheat, and... Uh, on YouTube, if you Google Your World As I See It, Ernest, um, that is a half-hour special that is basically Jim Varney doing 
all of his different characters uh, that he was famous for. Ernest among them, but there's lots of others as well. And some of those characters do appear very briefly in some of his movies, including Ernest Scared Stupid in a way, in ways that make absolutely no sense, but they're delightful, so who cares? Um, but yeah, Jim Varney does not get the credit that he deserves. Uh, he's also, uh, I, I think, well known for playing, um, Slinky, the dog, the dog in the first couple Toy Story movies, and those were his final works. Um, but he look look at his body of work; he is extraordinary. And Ernest Scared Stupid is the first time we have a Halloween adventure with Ernest. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas is also a really really great movie, um, and I highly recommend it. But the premise of Ernest Scared Stupid is, again, like the ghost and Mr. Chicken, it takes place in a small town. And this small town has a dark history where there was a troll named Trantor uh, back in the um, 16 or 1700s who was taking the children of the town and he transformed the children into these wooden dolls. Um, and back in the day, uh, they decided they finally trapped the troll, wrapped him in chains and buried him deep into the earth at the roots of a tree. Uh, but there was a curse on the Warrell family, uh, who were the people responsible for imprisoning Trantor the Troll, that their line would get dumber and dumber and dumber until the present day where Ernest Worrell, played by Jim Varney, accidentally releases Trantor the Troll from his hideaway. Uh, this movie is... Uh, has a lot of parallels with Hocus Pocus in that, again, it is like Hocus Pocus, it is set on Halloween with those tropes of childhood. You're uh, building haunted houses, you're picking Halloween costumes, there's a big Halloween party that is an important part of the story. But the thing that's different about Ernest Scared Stupid, unlike Hocus Pocus, is that the main characters that are children that you meet early in this movie and you expect to be the protagonists of this movie, they are, I'm just going to spoil it, I don't care, uh, they're taken by the troll quite early on in very terrifying ways. And I would also argue that Ernest Scared Stupid, as ridiculous as it is and as fun as it is, it's ridiculous on purpose, uh, I think this is one of the only horror movies, maybe the only one, that actually uses trolls successfully. I mean, Troll 2 is famous for being, like, one of the worst movies ever made, and it is, and it's really fun to watch. But the trolls in Ernest Scared Stupid do have moments where they are genuinely kind of unsettling and scary, um... There's one jump scare with a troll in bed with a little girl that, like, is really, like, upsetting to watch. 
And then later on, the trolls sort of emerge from these pods on the ancient cursed tree, and they're and they like hatch into more trolls, uh, kind of like the gremlins do. Uh, and the trolls in this movie are disgusting. Like they they're covered in like sweat and snot and spit i mean ernest doesn't call trantor the troll booger lips for no reason um so yeah interesting use of trolls in this movie maybe the only successful use of trolls in a horror movie that i personally can think of and that brings us um to the final main point I want to talk about in introducing Ernest Scared Stupid to you, and that is, other than Jim Varney, who is brilliant, uh, the other brilliant performance in this movie is Eartha Kitt as Francis Hackmore, uh, also known as Old Lady Hackmore, who lives in a spooky old house at the edge of the forest where she's created these weird mechanical devices and she's very fond of a flamethrower. And <clears throat> I don't quite know why Eartha Kitt agreed to do this movie. She's notorious for being very picky about the acting projects that she accepted, but I'm so glad she said yes to Ernest Scared Stupid because she steals this fucking movie. Um, her work is so committed, much more committed than it has any right to be. Like, she w there was no reason for her to try. <laughs> like, but Eartha Kitt in Ernest Scared Stupid as Old Lady Hackmore... I think is one of the most enjoyable performances I can think of in horror. Uh, because she is just having the grandest time playing this crazy old bat. Um, and I, it, it's just a delight to behold. And she, Eartha Kitt, elevates Ernest Scared Stupid up into another realm. Um, I honestly do think that Hocus Pocus is a better movie, but Ernest Scared Stupid, when it works, it is so, so good, and it makes you overlook the bits that aren't quite as enjoyable. I think Hocus Pocus is more consistent, but for me, um, Ernest Scared Stupid, in particular because of Jim Varney and Eartha Kitt in this movie, and also um, the dog Barkley, who plays Rimshot, one of the most adorable dogs I've ever seen in a movie. I want him. Um, that's also a big part of this film's appeal. Um, if you like cute little dogs, um, Ernest Scared Stupid's gonna make you happy. So I highly recommend that you check it out. If you've never seen it, if, like me, you saw it when you were a kid and loved it, but haven't taken a look at it in a long time, now's the time to do so again. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is not currently streaming anywhere, but you can rent it on Amazon for $2.99, which is what I did, and it was well worth it. I watched it three times uh, within the time that I had it. Um, 
and I enjoyed it just as much as I did when I was a kid back in 1991. So, watch Ernest Scared Stupid, and then we will close out the night, my friends. My friends, thank you for joining me once again for 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me. Tomorrow night, October 13th, we are going to have a scary stop-motion night. We're going to watch Mad Monster Party from 1966, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas from 1993. Until then, Happy Halloween, my friends. <laughs>